The embrace of the United States government for Black Lives Matter, Matter is now being pushed secretly for the world to see. But is this organization, Black Lives Matter, a long, as long-lasting as, let's say, the NAACP? It's not looking like that. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, it's Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Happy Memorial Day for those out there. Uh, for all of you, I hope we had a great Memorial Day weekend. I also hope you thought about our soldiers. I told you last week I thought it was it's important to remember that and remember that the things that we're doing today is because of what our soldiers, those who have fought in wars and died, have actually done in the past. So, happy Memorial Day. A uh, couple of quick little news items, and then I got to get, get moving because this is going to be kind of a long one. Uh, Joe Biden today has just outlawed drilling in Alaska. So, that's awesome. So, Joe Biden, who just conti- continues to keep effing the United States, continues to F the United States. Uh, I can't wait to hear what he's going to do with some announcements to uh, improve small businesses. Of course, not for everybody, just for people of color. But we'll get to that tomorrow. But today, let's talk about some fun stuff that's happening with Black Lives Matter. So, in a secret memo sent to all of the U.S. embassies, in the world it has been stated that not only are they allowed they have to fly the american flag but they're also allowed to fly the gay pride flag and now they can fly the blm flag if they find that it's appropriate and this is in celebration of the one year anniversary i guess of george floyd's death so jack posobic I think that's how you pronounce it, first reported this secret thing. And what it said was, quote, May 25th marks a one year since the brutal murder of George Floyd by police officers in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Last year, the horrific video of Mr. Floyd's final nine minutes and 29 seconds went viral and spurred Black Lives Matter protests worldwide. In response to the senseless killing and to demand an end to systemic racism, the police and police brutality. One year later, many of the international community will honor Mr. Floyd and acknowledge the long journey nations face to advance racial justice. Leading up to May 25th, the department has issued guidance on the use of Black Lives Matter language, banners, and flag. Okay, the department also describes BLM as just some leaderless, organic movement, adding that Black Lives Matter is, quote, the most prominent organization that uses BLM uh, terminology. So, continuing, um, according to the Office of the U.S. Special Counsel, Quote, as a social movement, BLM, BLM gained prominence following a series of high-profile killings of black Americans in 2013 and 2014, and, in particular, the acquittal, the acquittal of George Zimmerman for the killing of Trevon Martin. Now, you may remember this. George Zimmerman was actually a Hispanic, 
he was called a white Hispanic, but he was a Hispanic and he wasn't a police officer. So I, and Trevon Martin did beat the crap out of George Zimmerman. So, and there is the stand your law ground in Florida where this happened. So I'm not exactly sure what that has to do with, let's say, police killing anybody. But anyway, I don't understand what most of it has to do with it. The movement appears to have begun organically on social media. The phrase, Black Lives Matter, then became a rallying cry for, cry for protesters and organizations seeking to raise awareness and respond to issues associated with racism in the United States. What they could have also said was riots. They did cause between 2 and $3 billion in riots, but whatever. BLM is thus an umbrella term for the constellation of ideas, objectives, and groups. There is no clear leader of BLM movement. Rather, there are numerous organizations that use BLM terminology to varying degrees, including those whose names include the phrase Black Lives Matter. Of these, the most prominent is the Black Lives Matter Global Network, BLMGN. Okay, uh, first off. By what they said at the end, they're basically admitting it is a group, all right? And the reality is Black Lives Matter is an organization. It does have a hierarchy. It does have leadership. It has a flag. It is organized. So the the fact that he it, they admit in their statement that it has leadership just boggles the mind. Um. They also have a philosophy. It's a very, it, it's a philosophy, believe it or not, that's becoming very unpopular. And we're going to get to that because BLM is going downhill right now. It's a Marxist. It's a, it supports Marxism. It supports segregation. It supports racism. It wants to end a nuclear family. And that was a big one. They actually had to remove that from their charter because it was an, un, it was that unpopular. They want to end capitalism. They want to end the two-party system. They want to eliminate state, county, and local police. They don't want any law, order, or consequences. In other words, they don't want incarceration. BLM, like Antifa, wants to be the national police. They say they care about LGBTQ, but they don't. They say this just to get more people on the left on their side. And I got news for you, if BLM did get what they want, they would do exactly what every communist and tyrannical country did with gays and lesbians and whatever else. They'd sit and incarcerate them, torture them, and probably kill them. They are a leftist militia, just like Antifa. You know, the same militias that the Second Amendment allows constitutionalists to create to protect themselves from the government. The same Second Amendment, the left and BLM, wants to destroy so that we can't protect ourselves from the, from the changes that BLM and Antifa want to make. It's not an accident that these groups want to eliminate the Second Amendment. They don't want any pushback. There's a, they also want the ability to go out and criminalize being conservative or being against Marxism. That's tyranny. Right now, I mean, they're doing it with critical race theory. They want to take our rights away so we can't fight against them. 
we can't argue their their stupid policies, their stupid belief systems. They don't want us to argue their belief systems because they can't win an argument. Not only that, they're all globalists. They want to normalize this movement throughout the world. They don't want borders. They love what's happening in the southern border. Good news. Republicans are seeing this. Conservatives and independents and moderate Democrats and liberal Democrats are seeing this. Republicans have introduced a bill to stop the idiocy of normalizing BLM. They want the the flags not to be raised in on uh, BLM flags to be raised in on uh, uh, embassies throughout the world. And you know something? They, they shouldn't be. The gay pride flag shouldn't be raised in embassies throughout the world. There's a reason. The only flag that should be run is the American flag because the American flag is what we all stand by. And I think I've said this before. The gay pride flag does not represent me in the least. The Black Lives Matter flag, which is a Marxist organization looking to overthrow the government, it does not represent me in any way. Just like my Trump flag that you see in my uh, Dumbasses Talking Politics video shorts does not represent everyone in the world. You shouldn't be flying those either. Only the American flag. It's absolutely crazy. And people are beginning to push. And what's happening? Black Lives Matter is losing a lot of support. But there are other reasons why Black Lives Matter is losing support. There, in uh, April of 2015, Black Lives Matter co-founder Patrice Cullors told an audience at Harvard Law School that she wants to end the imperialism of Israel. She was speaking at a human rights program in Harvard uh, entitled Globalizing Ferguson. That's Ferguson in St. Louis, Missouri. Radicalizing policing and inter international resistance, Color stated. She said this, I am also the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. What I will say, what's important, I think, in this conversation about transnational solidarity is that it's simple. We should be building a relationship. We should be building relationships with people across the world. If we believe we are part of the human family, then we need to push ourselves in particular ways to see the connection always. The other thing I'll say is Palestine is our generation South Africa. In other words, it's an apartheid state, which you've heard a lot of over the last month or so. And if we don't step up, boldly and courageously, to end the imperialist project that's called Israel, we're doomed. Okay, a couple problems with this statement. And I, I don't think it's problems with this statement. I think it's just lies. And when you make a statement that's filled with lies, and she could be, she may not know the whole situation with Israel and Palestine. It's very, I mean, Palestine's not even a place. Palestine is just a group of people. Palestinians are just a group of people. So so first off, she points to BLM as a, a globalist and humanist organization. It's a globalist organization in that there are no borders, that this country needs to belong to the world. That's a great slogan. Marx believed in it. 
The communists believed in it. That's why they used to take over countries. They believed that we should spread communism all over the world. Well, guess what? It's not a globalist. Globalism is not a good thing. It's never been a good thing, and it's never worked, and other countries don't want to be globalists. When China decides to take over Hong Kong, they're not taking over Hong Kong for love of Hong Kong. They're taking it over so they can control more. It's tyrannic. Globalism is uh, tyranny. That's all it is. That's all it's ever been. It's pushing our crap on somebody else. You notice the Black Lives ever never Black Lives Matter never bitches about China because China is globalist. China wants to spread, but they don't want to live with people. They want their ideology spread. The humanist. It's a humanist organization in that this group does not believe in any religion, because Marxism doesn't believe in religion. Don't forget, it's the opioid of the, uh, it's the opio- opioid of the masses. So they don't believe in um, religion. And also, it's a humanist family. Because again, even though it's not in their charter anymore, they still believe in um, the elimination of the nuclear family. Israel also gave up the West Bank and the Gaza Strip to the Palestinian Authority. They actually took Jews out of the Gaza Strip. There are no Jews in the Gaza Strip or the West Bank. They pulled Jews out of the West Bank so that the Palestinians could have their little territories. If the Israelis are imperialists, they're really bad at it. Imperialists would usually mean they go in there and they take things over. And that goes beyond, there's really no such thing as Palestine. I'm going to keep saying that because everyone keeps saying, if you looked at Rashida Tlaib's map that she marked and said, this is Palestine, she erases it. It's Her little sticker for that is erasing Israel. They're, they don't want Israel. This is why there can never be a peace between Israel and the Palestinian Authority, or Fatah, or the Islamic Jihad, or Hamas, or Hezbollah. The goals of those groups are to destroy Israel, to take Israel completely over. So none of this stuff is about peace with these folks. Now, as far as the apartheid state goes, I, I just mentioned, there are no Jews in the Gaza Strip. As a matter of fact, if you're a Jew and you, well, if you're anything but a Muslim and you walk through the Gaza Strip, you'll be killed. And Israel widely opens, openly tells you this. There are no Jews in the West Bank. If you're a Jew and you go through the West Bank, you will be killed. Meanwhile, 20% of the population in Israel is Arab. They have businesses. They have representation in the government. They have representation on the Supreme Court in Israel. Israel is really bad at being an apartheid state. Because you'll remember, it, maybe you do or maybe you don't, but the apartheid in, in South Africa was whites controlled everything and the black population was being held down. They had absolutely no representation in government, the South African blacks. Kellers also went to Palestine with a group called the Dream Defenders. The Dream Defenders is a BLM subsidiary group, which is completely anti-Semitic. 
and they believe in the BDS movement, which means boycott, boycott, divest, and sanction of Israel. I mean, it's an extreme, it's an extremely anti-Semitic group. When she got back from Israel, she said, quote, I, and I think that I learned about Palestine for a long time. There is no Palestine. I'd known about, <clears throat> and I think that I learned about Palestine for a long time. I'd known about it, been waiting to travel. And I was really, really grateful when the Dream Defenders asked me to come to on their delegation. But nothing would have prepared me for the level of militarization and the level of violence that we would witness those 10 days inside Palestine. There is no Palestine, and she was in Israel. Anti-Semitic. And she also doesn't have any realization that Hamas is in, one, is in the Gaza Strip and West Bank. Hezbollah is in Lebanon. They basically surround Israel, and all the groups have said they want to eliminate the state. So right off the bat, she's showing her anti-Semitism, which isn't popular, by the way, by calling it Palestine. It's not Palestine. There's never been a Palestine. And the Palestinians did not exist when the Jews actually were in Israel. Everyone thinks that, the, no, no. Muslim, the Muslim Islam religion was not even around when the Jews inhabited Israel. So it's just a lie. That's history. Nothing would have prepared me for the ways, which, ways in which we witnessed people's terror. People live in terror on a daily basis. Yeah, there are Israelis, there are Israelis that live in terror on a daily basis because they never know when 4,000 missiles are going to be dumped on them. And nothing would have prepared me for how much clarity I would have on why we have to be part of Palestinian Authority. Well, she really doesn't have much clarity because the solidarity, excuse me, because the Palestinians, Palestine doesn't exist, and the Jew, and the Palestinians are the ones that are actually threatening the Jews. So anyway, um, this is a very unpopular stance for BLM. This really came out big during the attack of Hamas, and people really are done with BLM. They their uh, donations have fallen something like sixty percent. People are beginning to see this. They see the violent riots, and that are, that are propagated and planned by BLM. They people see the views of ending of implementing Marxism and tearing down the American system and ending the nuclear family and ending capitalism, ending the police, ending incarceration, even though murder has gone up 40% throughout the country. But the other thing is it's a corrupt organization. Quellers has spent BLM money which was made from donations where she bought three or four houses in the last couple of years. She's all the, the, uh, well, we'll talk about the last one in a second. So what happened? Patrice Cullors actually resigned on Thursday. And so she is no longer supposedly the head of Black Lives Matter. And she's just been taking it in the head. She's been taking it in the head. Uh, one of the things that happened this week was 
is the scandals that are being pointed out by the mothers of Tamir Rice, Brianna Taylor, and others that has happened right after Keller stepped down. Um, they, the two, Tamir Rice and Brianna Taylor's parents, actually accused BLM and Keller's of using their children's death to raise money, but failing to pass the money on to black families in need. What a shock. Wow, they're that corrupt, huh? Samira Rice, the mother of um, Tamir Rice, said to the New York Post, I quote, I don't believe she's going anywhere. It's all a facade. She's only saying that to get the heat off of her right now. Could be very, very true. It also could be she's going to be the shadow, shadow leader for BLM. You can't tell. Rice also added, quote, she first sought out, uh, she, which is Rice, uh, sought, first sought out Kellers to enlist a group's help in reopening a federal investigation to her son's 2014 death. She said she exchanged a few emails with Kellers over the years, but had never managed to have a face-to-face -face meeting. Rice also said that Kellers had promised had raised $5,000 for Tamir's funeral, but she hasn't seen a dime of that. Lisa Simpson, who was shot in Los Angeles, California, by a police officer, and I don't know that case, and that case died quickly, so it was probably a justified, I'm, I'm assuming it's a justified shooting if this wasn't brought up very much. Quote, now she doesn't have to show her accountability. She can just take the money and run. Both women got together and they made a joint statement. And I, I have a hard time believing this was actually a written statement with the language they used. But hey, whatever floats your boat. Quote, we never hired them to be representatives in the fight for justice to our dead loved ones murdered by the police. The quote, activists, end quote, have events in our city and have not given us anything substantial for using our loved ones' images and names on their flyers. We don't or we don't want or need y'all parading in the streets, accumulating donations, platforms, movie deals, etc. off the death of our loved ones, while the families and communities are left clueless and broken. End quote. That came after. After. Patrice Kellers decided to leave. My question to you is why there hasn't been an investigation yet. These folks are a registered nonprofit. And that's another thing. The government keeps telling you that these folks are just organically grown. It's like Antifa. Antifa is not organically grown. This is, this is a high, it has a hierarchy. It has sex. It's got a flag. They've got a uniform. Okay, they are a registered nonprofit, and it seems only the leadership is profiting. Isn't I'm not sure, but isn't that illegal? And what about black on black crime? They don't seem to complain about that. Chicago has black on black crime left and right, and you don't hear a bloody thing from Black Lives Matter, and the media keeps hiding for them. It's really disgusting. But it gets worse for them. They have internal problems. Richard Turner, he was, was the founder of Black Lives Matter in St. Paul, Minnesota, released a video last week, right before Kellers resigned, and said he'd learned the ugly truth about Black Lives Matter. He belonged with the group 
for about a year and a half. And I'm going to play the entire video. It's a little longer. It's about two minutes. But I think it's important because this guy is an idealist. So let's listen to his, his two-minute clip. I was born in Minneapolis in 1985. We called the North Side home at that time, 18th and Queen. When I was two years old, my father was shot and killed. My mother wasn't able to take care of me, so I was raised by my grandparents. They told me that if I was going to change my life for the better, education was the answer. So I worked hard in school. I got into Hamlin University and earned a college degree, first in my family. Then I went on to earn a master's in education from St. Mary's University of Minnesota. I am living proof that no matter your start in life, quality education is a pathway to success. I want the same success for our children in our communities. That's why in 2015, I was a founder of Black Lives Matter in St. Paul. I believe the organization stood for exactly what the name implies. Black lives do matter. However, after a year on the inside, I learned they had little concern for rebuilding black families, and they cared even less about improving the quality of education for students in Minneapolis. That was made clear when they publicly denounced charter schools alongside the teachers' union. I was an insider in Black Lives Matter, and I learned the ugly truth. The moratorium on charter schools does not support rebuilding the black family, but it does create barriers to a better education for black children. I resigned from Black Lives Matter after a year and a half, but I didn't quit working to improve black lives and access to a great education. Today, I serve as the president and executive director of Minnesota Parent Union. We're dedicated to helping parents move their children from failing schools to successful schools. It's hard work, and we're up against forces that don't want us to succeed. But success is possible. Just look at me and the hundreds of children and families we've helped to pursue a great education, break the chains of poverty, and lead a life of success. You know, I may not have all the, I may not be on the same political area that he's in or have the, or believe in everything that he believes as far as politics and as far as how things work and everything. But here's the thing. I could follow this guy. I would actually listen to this guy because he's really different than the belief system of Black Lives Matter. And he's got a couple of other things. He expressed the importance of family. And that's one of the reasons he left. Because Black Lives rejects the family. If it weren't for the family, this guy would be nothing. He speaks of the importance of education. Black Lives Matter only cares about education when they push their message, when their message is pushed. And that includes critical race theory and all this trans crap that they keep pushing. He believes in opportunities of our system because he had them and he worked to pave and he wants to work to pave the road for people to live like him, realize their opportunities and be successful like him. This is a good thing. Whereas BLM, all they do is people don't have any opportunities and therefore we must break the system. This guy is an idealist. He believes in action. He's a good man. 
Now, if I find out he's a Marxist, yeah, I'm probably not going to like him that much. But the reality, this is a guy the black community needs. Not that gar- those garbage human beings at Black Lives Matter who are just out there to ride profit on the blood of people, of blood of black people. So, you know, Black Lives Matter is getting killed and even the media has caught it. The New York Times has found a reason why Black Lives Matter has lost all their popularity. The Republican elites. According to the Daily Wire, uh, and that's because I don't have a subscription to the New York Times to actually read the piece, this is what they said, quote, while, quote, there has been a net increase in favorability towards Black Lives Matter since 2018, end quote, it, quote, peaked in the immediate aftermath of George Floyd's death, then swiftly declined, end quote, especially, quote, among Republicans and white Americans, two large and often overlapping groups. Okay, um, big problem here. First off, they never really talk about BLM's behavior and their belief system. It's just those damn white Republicans. And that's why they're suddenly not real popular. Oh, but anyway, it gets better. So I'm continuing. This is from the Daily, Daily Wire. The Times later admitted positive reviews of BLM organization. The positive reviews of the BLM organization did not last long and swiftly declined, declined across every racial group. That's important. Here's the thing. Democrats do not vote Republican. Democrats don't like Republicans. That's what they were told to do. All right. So if black folks don't like Republicans and yet BLM has lost a lot of sponsorship from the black racial group and the uh, people of color in general, how is that Republicans fault? Well, whatever. Rather than blame the universal decline, okay, decline on BLM organization, the Times blamed the GOP. Quote, the precipitous decline in support mirrors the increased politicization of the issues by elites, end quote, said the article by Jennifer Chudy and Hakeem Jefferson. Quote, in the days and weeks following George Floyd's death, Republican politicians quickly turned away from the actions of a murderous police officer to those individuals protesting the injustice, end quote. Okay, see, that's the whole thing. It, it's it's the Republicans' fault, but nobody listens to the Republicans. In the uh, no person of color should be listened to Republicans. This should be a big red flag for the Democrats. Is it possible the Democrats are actually losing support from uh, the minority communities because their huge push for leftism is actually not real popular? Is that possible? I think so. Of course, the article never mentioned the $3 billion of damage caused by the riots. That never came across the minds of the writers. And most of that damage was to black-owned businesses or minority-owned businesses in certain areas, like in Minneapolis. The businesses that were damaged in Minneapolis were black-owned, were minority-owned. Matter of fact, if you go to most of the violence that's where it's being caused. 
And then there's the whole thing. Maybe a lot of people don't believe the police are murderers. You know, I, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, there just isn't a lot of statistics showing that police officers are murdering black people every year. It's just not there. As a matter of fact, it's been going down for the last 10 years. This year, I, I can expect it's going to be way lower in 2020 and 20, uh, it, from 2019, 234 blacks were killed. Now, that's higher than the 15% of the population, yes, but it's still lower than whites. So, and I'm sure that went down in 2020 during the riots, and I'm sure it's even gone down further in 2021. But you know what hasn't gone down? The murders of black on black, on black murder. That hasn't gone down, down, and that's not discussed. The Black Lives Matter movement is now ticking down. They're on a timer. They have made their 15 minutes, had their 15 minutes of fame, and now they're going away. People do not like their belief system. They have shown themselves to be completely, extremely radical and racist. They have caused nothing but chaos in the forms of riots, which the media ignores. Though they have taken in $90 billion over the last year, they have done nothing to improve the lives of black people. And they have not stopped black-on-black murder or criminals. They have no plan to open the... They see no opportunity. (coughs) The systems they believe are just completely against blacks, even though there are a lot of blacks that actually have quite a bit of wealth in this country. And they've shown themselves to be very corrupt. People are tired of it. And now we're beginning to see pushback, which shouldn't be a surprise. That's a good thing. Because it means we're going to see this pushback on a lot of the left's policies, including Joe Biden's policies, which BLM is pushing Biden into, and the left. The left, the BLM is just the left. They're the same as Antifa. Okay, well... Uh, Biden is talking about his closing the racial wealth gap thingy, so I'm going to listen to that so we have something to talk about tomorrow. Uh, You can download or listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, YouTube, and Rumble. You can visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com where you can take a look at all of the links that I have and also uh, the full video of the interview of the uh, BLM activist that... uh, decided to join the real world. I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you had a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.